0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is a special edition of Be Awesome uh, that I wanted to really uh, share with everyone the Be Awesome story and the people behind it and what we've done in such a short amount of time. The people that are on the screen that you see here, all are past guests uh, over the course of the last 23 months, from Santa Claus in North Pole, Alaska, to Mark Lombardi, who I just had this past Friday, and uh, 50 others in between. The folks that you see here are all, have all provided an enormous impact in my life, and an, an enormous impact on other lives. Uh, I couldn't have done this without you, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were having Sunday dinner, and uh, Danny said, you know, Papa, what would be really cool is when all of this stuff is getting behind us, if we could get everybody on a podcast and do an episode, and so that's where this idea came from. Uh, two days later, I was, I was really going through some, some stinking thinking, and uh, two days later, I, uh, I got a video from David Cooks. One of my greatest inspirations that I've gotten the, the, the luxury to become a friend over the last two years, who I hadn't met before, be awesome. And uh, David will tell a little bit more of his story because he's got a question um, that was asked. But David uh, became paralyzed at age 15, has been bedridden for something like 120 or 130 days with sepsis. And I called him and his response in answering the phone is, it's a great day to be alive. And all this stuff over the last seven weeks and all the challenges that we've all been facing, uh, David telling me that, uh, reminded me that we're all going to be okay as long as we do it together. And, um, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you, uh, each and every one of you. Um, so I'm going to get into some questions. So I'm going to unmute a couple folks purposely and then give everybody a chance to, uh, talk. Um. Ron, I think you're on limited time with the podcast, hopefully. Can you unmute your phone, Ron? So we did this. We put these questions out to any of the speakers and any anyone I had on uh, social media, and I said that I'd keep confidential who I asked the questions to. And uh, so with that said, I'll do Ron first. So my mom wants to know, uh, Ron, if you still leave little thank you cards hidden in strange places to surprise and bring positive, positiveness to others. Um, You've made an, a very nice impact in, in my life. I remember clearly the day after you visited us for the first time and she found one of those immediately and thought of you.
2: Um, yeah. I make that a habit on a regular basis. It, uh I mean, everybody tends to send a text or an email or whatever, but you know, if you leave a card or write a note, you've spent the time to go pick it up and think about some some of your thoughts, jot them down. Um, most of the time, they can't read my writing anyway, so you could damn near write anything. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think it's just a great personal touch. So, yeah, 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 I do it, and I would recommend highly for everyone to do that.
1: Um I've gotten a number of them from you over the years. And uh hey, for those man. of oh.
2: I can't get sound on my Zoom. Uh
1: oh. Karen can't get sound. We can hear you though.
2: <laughs> and we got your sound. We
1: get
3: your sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait till she sees this. For those of you that don't know Ron, uh Ron is a uh friend of almost and twenty years to me and uh was diagnosed uh with cancer. Uh how many years are we on, run? Going on year eleven?
2: It'll be eleven and uh well I I was diagnosed eleven years ago now, almost exactly.
1: What'd they give you? what they uh, give you for time?
2: Well with the transplant they said five years. Yeah.
1: Well and they were they were wrong.
2: Yeah. I told them I'll I'll take ten and and my oncologist said you might think about negotiating up from there. So
1: Yeah, we'll keep negotiating. <laughs> and uh Um, there's another question. I guess we probably, I probably butchered the story in the first podcast we did. Um, but they wanted to hear the story again of the driving in the snowstorm. I think it was to your oncologist and saying that you weren't going to make it and why If you could tell that story again for everybody.
2: Yeah. Um, so I was working in Castle Rock. I live and worked in Castle Rock and my, um, oncologist is, you know, probably only about 10 or 12 miles Um, to the north, but there's a kind of a dicey area to drive through called Surrey Ridge. So, I left my work, and it was snowing just a little bit. But by the time I got like two exits down the road, so you know, two or three miles, it was just snowing like the bejesus. So, I called the cancer center and said, "Look, I need to cancel this." and she goes why cuz of the snow i said well yeah because of the snow but but more than that i've already had my uh tombstone made up with he died of cancer and it's going to just mess up all my plans if i died in a car wreck from a snowstorm so that's that's where that one came from <laughs> and she was laughing and to this day whenever she sees me she just cracks up so yeah,
1: well you got to turn around somewhere <laughs> Uh, before I go on to the next question i 'll side sidebar a little bit. The first person to respond about questions was Santa Claus, and his response was he didn't have any questions, so my initial knee jerk was to just sing the song. He knows if you 've been bad or good and knows if you 've been naughty or nice, so no wonder why he doesn't have any questions for anybody. Um, <laughs> um, marissa i 'll go with you next because you 're next to Ron, um, but there was a question. Uh, if you can unmute. Oh, I think I muted you again. I was trying to unmute you. I'm trying to figure out technology here. Um, you're still muted.
4: Sorry. There, there we go. go.
1: Marissa, uh, there was a question wanting to know how Natalia is doing, and you probably want to let everybody know how they can follow her progress. Um, and yeah. and actually give a little backstory to you guys, if you would.
4: Sure. Sure. So you might hear a lot of screaming and jumping and rolling in the background. So I, I do have a three and a four-year-old and Natalia is three. Um, and Natalia was born um, with a genetic disease that's rare. It's called spinal muscular atrophy. Um, she was diagnosed at about eight weeks old. At that time, she had stopped breathing and she was in an ICU uh, when they diagnosed her and they told us that typically um, kids with her diagnosis wouldn't live past two. In her case, she probably wouldn't live past five months. Um, at that time, a new drug had had come out. Uh, it was just approved by the FDA maybe three months prior. Um, the hospital she was at was able to find a, a doctor who just moved here from across the country who had specialized in SMA. So they um, admitted her over to Mass General with that doctor and, and started this new drug Um, so, you know, when Natalia was in the hospital, she wasn't able to breathe on her own. She couldn't move her hands. She couldn't move her arms. Um, she couldn't move at all, not even her head. Um, so today Natalia is three years old. Um, she is sitting up, um, unassisted. Um, she has a wheelchair that she's able to push. She holds her head up. Um, she, she does still have a breathing machine that she uses overnight, um, she does have respiratory treatments that are critical to her. She still has um muscle weakness. She has loss of some abilities that she won't gain back from this drug, but the drug was able to stop further um, problems um, so that 's kind of the background of Natalia um, so today, Natalia, so since our last podcast, um actually you know a lot has happened um one of the things with spinal muscular atrophy is um Unfortunately, these kids just tend to just have problem after problem after problem. And and a lot of it just still is not really known as to why. Um, So, you know, she went through some different periods. She had some issues with almost liver failure, which was caught early enough that they were able to treat. Um, She had to have her hip um, redone. So they had to put some screws and bolts in there. Um, That surgery she had in February Luckily, prior to the surgery, they also found out she has a condition where she can't clot her own blood. So they were able to um, treat her to that prior to the surgery. Um, so that, was, that was a good catch on their part, another just weird thing. Um, so unfortunately, because she had the surgery in February, it was six weeks and a full body cast. Um, She was supposed to come out, start therapies, and then hopefully be able to gain some of her strength back because of her muscle disease. They call it the use it or lose it disease, Um, you know, because she didn't use it for so long. And because of the coronavirus, we haven't been able to get any outside therapies. So she's not really bouncing back as quickly as I had hoped, but we do have high hopes that she will bounce back. Um, They did also find out that she was anemic. Um, and some other medical issues that we're dealing with now but um, but overall she's a happy kid. she is enjoying being out of a full body cast, wheeling back around in her wheelchair and being dancing crazy. and singing and three yeah, yeah, i mean she the disease has not affected her brain. she is a typical three year old um and she's wild, so <laughs> so um yeah, so she's doing good all in all she's doing good
1: all of that. Said and everything for anybody that hasn't listened to the episode, you chose to put on an event to help all children with SMA, which is the world's most expensive medical treatment. It's one treatment and it's over a million dollars, right? And you've put on two events and and have raised how much money?
4: Um. So actually, this this past year was the third, and all in all, we raised maybe uh, over one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. You have And it was thanks
4: to this community and, and some of the people on this call who also helped us with that. So.
1: Yeah. Well, let's not give Chris Mills any any more credit than he needs. He's already posting ridiculous questions on the <laughs> chat. Line, so. Uh, well that's great. I love watching Natalia and, and seeing her uh, seeing her sing and dance. And she's on Facebook, Natalia Strong on Facebook.
4: Yeah, I think um, that's the, you have to look up Natalia's Fight. Like, we named the page Natalia Strong, but it's at Natalia's Fight if you want to look it up.
1: Okay. Well, that's great update. Um, I'm going to go to a couple of Marines because it looks like Dave's ADD might be kicking in. Um, there was a question. For those of you that don't know Dave Moran or Jason Taylor, uh, Dave Moran is actually Danny's godfather. Uh, he is a Marine, uh, EOD expert. I call him, uh, Jason Taylor is also uh Marine EOD explosives. Uh, that's what they played with. And, um, uh, just two, two really am- amazing people in my life. And, uh, so there was a question, uh, what was it like? Describe your emotion diffusing your first IED on the battlefield. Was it an adrenaline rush? Was it relief? What What was it? And what was it like uh, diffusing your last one? Either or both of you can chime in. Go ahead, Tactical T. <laughs>
5: All right, I'll take the first one. So uh, <laughs> disarming my first one was probably a... Uh, Oh shit moment. Like, did I really volunteer and sign up for this? (laughs) Is this, is this really the, the real deal? But, um, no, it was, it was an adrenaline rush. Um, being a bomb tech is, uh, is definitely very interesting and it's, uh, it's obviously the best job uh, I've ever had, even though I'm not in the Marine Corps today, I'm still in the, uh, in the field, but, um, there was a huge adrenaline rush and there was a bit of uh, a fear. I think any, any guy that walks down, willingly on a bomb and says he's he's not wondering if he's going to make the right move or not is is probably not being true with himself but uh and then the last one I disarmed was probably like um holy shit I volunteered to continue doing this (laughs) (laughs) so no they they were all uh pretty exciting but had their scary moments at times absolutely you know they're all different so
1: and when you say you signed up for it, how how long have how long have you you uh, shared on your episode? But how many years did you put in? And so I did twenty
5: two years total in the Marine Corps, um, but uh, about thirteen, a little little over thirteen years dedicated solely to EOD because you have to already be a Marine and then volunteer to go EOD. You can't sign up at the at the recruiters when you come into the service uh, in the Marine Corps to be EOD right off the street out of high school. So. It's something you have to already be vetted in the Marine Corps. Have been in for at least four years, and then uh, and then volunteer to do it. I actually had eight years in the Corps um, when I had uh, volunteered to go EOD. I was caught a little late because I was dealing with cancer for a few years.
1: So, well, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Absolutely, that's everybody's excuse. I
6: okay. <laughs> <laughs> got <guy had> cancer. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Ron is mouthing something. He doesn't realize he's still on mute, but yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave is, is uh, for those of you who logged in late, Uncle Dave is also uh, my teenage son that has switched his background to a Hot Pockets box. Uh, awesome. Danny's, Danny's godfather. Uh, I, I'd have to say the same thing as,
6: as, uh, as T. I I worked for some good dudes and they, they taught me really well before I went out on my first trip. And, uh, I think the adrenaline kicked in after it all happened. So you get back in the truck and you get back to the fob and then you're like, Holy shit. That really just happened. Um, and then the last time, probably a lot less shit in my underwear. (laughs)
7: Um,
6: but it's, it's all still the same. It's like, maybe not that spike the first time,
1: the last time it's just work. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't relate to any of that, but I could go with that. Uh, this won't be allowed on the PG related because you guys did the S word four times. Thanks a lot. Ah, oh, sorry. You guys avoided swears the first two times. That's against the rule. The no, not really. I don't we're going to make this an adult version anyway. Um, Danny's got a mustache. Like, he can swear <laughs> if he wants. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a better mustache than I do. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, we're going to go back to Marissa real quick, because this just came up. Uh, Marissa, if you want to unmute, um, how do you keep yourself so emotionally positive? You exude a great deal of strength.
4: Um, well, you know, I think it's like everybody else, right? Like, you go through your periods, you know, your ups and downs, you know, I, I think, obviously, when she was first diagnosed, there was, there was not a lot of strength there, there was, you know, a lot of crying, a lot of anger, a lot of swearing, <laughs> um, a lot of disbelief, and then you kind of turn to hope, you know, and, and at that point, there is no sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, you know, I, I have a, a beautiful little girl who is happy, who wants to live, and without me, Without my positive attitude, without me looking forward and trying to do what she wants, you know, and, and and that's just kind of what drives me is, is her, her beautiful little face laughing every day and even tells me to go away or calls me a poop or tells me I'm trash. I don't know why she says these things, but I still love her and I I, I just have to stay positive, you know. you you'll drown yourself if you don't, you know, and, and not to say, I don't have moments of, you know, sense or despair, but I had to just step in and then just look for the positive and
7: everything. And that's what I do.
1: Yeah. That's, you, you do amaze me with, with that. And, uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast episode with, with Marissa, uh, the first go around, it's, it's, it's worth a listen. Cause there's a lot, a lot of learning there. Um, Greg James, you still here? Um, I I am. Greg, question for you. Uh, This came in last week. Greg James, you are someone I look up to as a mentor, and I re-listen to your podcast. You talked about a a year of candor and growth. How did you overcome the struggle of keeping out emotion? What are some helpful reminders, helpers, thoughts, et cetera? I am a very emotional human and want people to like me. Uh, so confrontation, I suck at. Thanks.
0: <laughs> well, gosh, that's that's humbling. But I think the way I had to deal with kind of keeping to a theme of candor is not keeping emotion out. It, it's actually just being okay, feeling what I do and trying to express that and to act on it and to be aligned with it through my day to day, Um, you know, just trying to be the same person in work as I am, you know, in my home life. Uh, I think you can't be, you can't have a level of candor without um, really just owning how you're feeling, you know, whether that's good, bad, happy, mad, kind of like what Marissa was saying, you know, just own it, be okay with it and just move on. So I would say the hardest part is just realizing that you're just one person in a great big world. I mean, you got guys, you know, taking care of bombs on behalf of all Americans. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, you, you really have to look at your place in the world and just say, there's a whole lot of other people like me and they're dealing with their stuff. So I just got to deal with mine as well. So just embrace it.
1: Yeah, you uh, you exude some, some pretty awesome uh, – I actually listened to that podcast twice this weekend. Uh, for those of you that that uh, that hear me, I don't listen to my podcast as a rule because I'm my own harshest critic, uh, but I took this weekend um, to listen to um, just the different stories and everything else to remind me. Um, I got a, a great line, um, better to wear out than rust out. Uh, with an episode uh, this week this weekend that I listened to uh, original first one with, with uh, Ed Rosich. Um, Oh, this thing's scrolling. This is good. So, so, so this, this one is for Santa. What was the defining moment in your life when you decided to become Santa Claus and why? Uh,
8: Get up. Well, thank you for the question. Um, I've been a child advocate for a long time and um, decided to change my name to Santa Claus 15 years ago um, because I thought it would give me a better chance at reaching a lot of legislators who uh, pass laws that are designed to protect child health, safety, and welfare. As it turned out, that's been proven to me anyway to have been a successful Move on my part. I now live in North Pole, Alaska. When I changed my name, I lived at Lake Tahoe, the Nevada side. So, being Santa Claus, North Pole, Alaska gives me, whether it should or not, plenty of access to state, uh, federal, and local legislators um, who are working pretty hard on behalf of children.
1: Well, uh, you got a follow-up right while this is uh, while you were answering that. Um, looks like someone's having some challenges with their. Child with distance learning, Sister Santa. If I bring him in, can you tell my son Luke he has to get his distance learning work done to stay off the naughty list? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I think we can all do that. Danny, do you hear that? You're on the call.
8: Yeah. Um, and Luke, we get are you there. You listening,
1: uh, hey, Danny? You listening, Luke?
8: As <laughs> a <laughs> Santa and Earth Pole. Please, do your studies, do your distance learning? Um, education is a good thing. Science is good.:
1: It is. hey, hot pockets. you got a question to you, so unmute your phone your uh zoom for me, please. All right. Meatballs and mozzarella. It's pepperoni and cheese, man. That's the way to go. Oh no. so you you got a question here, Danny. All right. I'd like to hear from Danny if he has any insights from a young person's point of view to share about being home and out of school during these times and how you're staying positive.
7: I'm kind of just doing my thing, doing my work, keep myself busy.
1: Yeah. You're doing your zoom calls. Yep. And you're spending three to four hours a day learning. How you keep insane. You've Danny, for anybody that, uh it has not stayed socially distant to this level. Danny, Amy, and Chance have left the house once since March sixteenth. They've literally been on the property and haven't left uh once. So we went out for the first time. We went to uh Shovel Town brewery to get pizza and beer and uh and socially distanced drive by family members. But other than that, literally been here for fifty seven days with my company. Is it been is that a good thing? <laughs> I think you bought me a plane ticket last night. I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Danny's done his work. That's what, no. <laughs> well, you just shared that message with everybody. Everybody knows you've done your work, Danny. Appreciate it.
6: <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. I've been out licking doorknobs to get this over with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh A couple more questions here. Um, and then I'm going to give everybody a, uh, um, any, any last words? Um, there's actually a couple of questions for me, uh, that were sent in. Um, one is, um, gave me the greatest inspiration on life and priorities. Um, I'm having this call with all of you because it's each of you, uh, each of you in your own way, uh, have, uh, made a difference in, in my life. Uh, you know, I'll go through all of them actually real quick. And just off the fly T your first, um, first night we met, we got into a fist fight with some folks and knuckled up and did a good job. And old Donnie, old Sal Brook and been, been brothers ever since, but I've learned uh, a lot from you. Your shirt says it all embrace the suck. Uh, Greg James, you, you're uh, you're just an inspiration to me. I, I hope you don't mind any, I hope nobody minds me sharing these stories, but um, you're, you're, commitment to family and the things that you did when you worked with me from uh, your father passing away in Vermont and driving back, you know, immediately thereafter and getting to work and then moving your family 15 minutes closer to the office. So you could have 30 minutes more with family without compromising work was uh, nothing short of amazing. Uh, Les, yeah, Les Strackman was uh, wrote the book. Don't F it up. I mean, how are you not inspired by that? Just to start by opening up and giving it a read but uh, Les is a, a, a very successful uh, successor CEO that I reached out to on LinkedIn and somehow found myself on his boat watching the Blue Angels fly over for the U.S. Naval Academy graduation with his entire company and his, uh, his intelligence and his, his mentorship to me and friendship has been nothing short of extraordinary. Uh, Danny, you're, you're, you're my dude. Uh, you've taught me more than you've taught me more than I could ever teach you, buddy. Uh, and that's why you're upstairs and I'm in the basement. Um, Neil Levine ready for Cinco de Mayo a day early, uh, known you for almost the entire time you've been to McGuire's You told a funny story, uh, about a, my, one of my best friends washing dishes there when you first started and he got fired cause he took two orders of chicken tenders cause I made him. Otherwise I wouldn't pick him up. But, um, you're, Dedication and commitment to your 44 employees, the community and the work that you're doing and the national headlines you're making for keeping your restaurant o- open and being one step ahead with, with everything to keep everybody safe is, is amazing. Jane Ray, I don't see you uh, on video and that's okay. Uh, Jane is someone, there she is. You, you just had to do it. Uh, Jane is a woman I met uh four or five days after I found out that Amy was pregnant with chance and she didn't have a business card. We were at a, we were at a conference. Um, she didn't have anything because she got hired on the jet way. And she said that in talking to her for a couple of minutes, she said all the things that she was going to do. And I told her she, she's got this. And, uh, and she's, she's proven me a hundred percent right. And that's something I can never uh, thank enough of. Isabel, I just met uh, recently in January. She is one of the most outgoing people and supporters in our community of Easton. Um, Through uh, the Chamber of Commerce, she's the newly elected president, and everything that she's doing uh, with the rising tide floats all ships effort to to help the local community business is uh, nothing short of extraordinary. Uh, Mark Lombardi, uh, Easton Country Club general manager, third generation 1960s owns a hundred and was 175 acres or something like that in Eastern Massachusetts that they got for uh, under 10 grand uh, has one of the most beautiful properties in town that he, that he allows people to come out and play golf on and has been closed for a couple months. His, uh, his, his capability to stay headstrong and have so many people behind him and want to support him is, is something to be said. Chris Mills, who's yawning and half asleep. Uh, one of my, one of my, uh, I'm one of his biggest fans, not just for his flags. I think I've bought 13 of them at this point. Um, but his his constant support and encouragement on a daily basis is uh, is amazing. Uh, David Marcus, uh, Day Toledo High School in California. I've known David for, for uh, six years, but something that was really amazing was when all those wildfires were hitting two years ago. He was messaging everybody. And while his house was uh, potentially uh, could be compromised, he kept the school open for the community and uh, kept his head strong for everyone. Uh, Rick Trumbull, uh, uh, Rick Rick Rick's, uh, Rick's another marine, and uh, uh, someone over the course of the last uh, 13 years that I've just um, gotten to have as such an amazing friend and ally, and when you shared um, the effects with PTSD and and shared your story. Um, you gave a huge amount of vulnerability to share um, with the world um, that they're not alone. And that took a, a, an incredible amount of strength. Um, the Taravanan's, the where's Gus? Where's Tilly and, and the gang? Um, <laughs> Everybody's on their own zoom calls right now. Oh my God. <laughs> so Dennis is representing, but um, they, they do a, an amazing uh, act of kindness effort. That how many, how many cards did you guys give out this year?
5: Uh, well, we had uh, over 5,000 that we were able to distribute, and it would have been more if it had not been for uh, the timing, unfortunately, in March. That's kind of when everything uh, yeah. got, got hot, and it, it was a little different this year, but yeah. it was still a success. People improvised and made it happen.
1: Good, good. Um, but Dennis and Michelle um, have have uh, a wonderful family, and, and uh, they do this for, for Gus, who has Down syndrome, and it's for World Down Syndrome Day. And uh, when I was leaving, uh, their daughter, Tilly, uh, gave me a little rubber duck, and I took it all over the place. And I've, I've taken pictures in, I think, 37 states um, with this little duck on podiums and all over the place. And just uh, amazing how they, they made something with the community. Uh, Dave Moran, uh, what can I say that hasn't already been said a thousand times? You are an awesome human. Uh, lucky to have you and honored to have you as as uh, Danny's godfather. You're you're my go-to guy uh, on countless occasions and, and can't thank you enough for, for just being you and uh, dropping the S-bomb multiple times, uh, and I'm sure I'm not done yet. So, uh, Baltazar. Baltazar, for you that are in Boston area, Baltazar is a legendary, world-renowned DJ in Boston. I think you were in San Diego, too, right, or California. Um, But I grew up actually uh, listening to Baltazar because he did something called a jam scam, which turned into a baltbuster, which he does every day on Facebook for 15, 20 minutes, that he does a a session of music and, and prank phone calls. But he put smile on my face. Uh, 90s, early 2000s, when I was just driving a water truck every day in Boston, 650, 750, and 850. I even if I got to hear it three times and it was the same one, it was okay because it uh, it put a smile on my face. Uh, Paul Tim, dude, uh, this is the go-to guy. If you if you got kids in school, if you know people with kids in school, um, Paul Tim is the expert in school security. He is uh, multi-generation. Knowledgeable guy and one of the most caring for our kids uh, across the country uh, to make a difference and make sure schools are safe and secure and just a, a, just been a genuine great friend for fifteen plus year here's it's Josh virtual hugs <laughs> yeah virtual hugs i got i 'm going to give a lot of them Donna Whitehead Donna, you put me on the map, and I got to interview you, which you don 't get to do very often, but Donna was the first uh, newspaper article written about me that she nailed it, and she was able to um, share my grand a little bit of my grandfather's story and why I'm doing what I do, and uh, we've become uh, we've become Zoom and Facebook friends virtually because we've only met in person once. Uh, I think Jay Sullivan is seven eight one number. Uh, Jay is part of the four J's: J, Joe, Joel, and Josh, and we traveled around gone to conferences over the last number of years but Jay is uh, an amazing human being and um, he's always been someone that has been positive and had always shed positive light on me even when things weren't always going well with him. Um, His wife passed away um, in uh, in, in, uh, 2017 and he started a foundation and he gives money for um, scholarships for, for nurses programs, because his wife was, uh, was, was a nurse, Nan Circle of Hope. And, um, and he now has been raising money and he's been feeding first responders and hospitals around uh, Massachusetts to make sure that our, our, uh, medical facility folks are, are well fed while they're eating. Uh, this one's been the tough one to get up to, uh, the pirate El Guapo Paul Anastasi, um, Paul saved my life. So, uh, you know, he, uh, if you listen to the podcast, I apparently ate a surfboard sized piece of prime rib. Neil don't ever serve me prime rib at the restaurant. I don't think I'll order it, but don't try to slide it in with my honey hots. But, uh, I literally died, uh, was on my way to dying. And, and Paul did what he says anybody would do, but he was the one that did it that, uh, did the Heimlich broke my ribs, uh, brought me back to life and gave me the opportunity to drive home and, uh, two days later, chance was conceived. Um, and, uh, you know, I owe my, my life to you. Candy Kelp. <laughs> Candy is a friend of 20 plus years. We always laugh. We always have so much fun. She is just this, uh, amazing human. If you listen to us talk about reality TV, Oh, and she was on, is it was a good morning America or today. Good morning, America. She was on good morning America cause she was addicted to reality TV. So if you need additional binge watch stuff, she's the go-to, uh, for that. But candy, I love you. I, I think the world of you. Um, and I'm glad we got to do that episode. Gary Floyd with his funny UCAM five thing. Uh, Gary owns is the proprietor, uh, of the Christmas farm Inn in and Jackson farm in Jackson, New Hampshire. And, uh, it's one of the oldest, um, set of buildings, I think in the country and Gary and his wife, Sandra have run it for the last 10 plus years. And we've been going there. That's our, that's our hideaway spot. So whenever we go uh, away, Gary's Gary and Sandra's family are the ones that take care of us. And they just have become amazing friends. And the the experience that they give to anybody that visits them um, is, is just phenomenal. Uh, David cooks. How are you feeling? My friend?
9: Still muted. Yeah, there we go. I'm unmuted now. I'm feeling pretty good, man. It hasn't really been a issue of feeling well. It's just a matter of uh, healing up, you know? And so um, I didn't know sepsis was sepsis until I got it. Don't know how I got it, but it's been since the middle of November, I pretty much have been on some sort of bed rest uh, since then and um, had a couple of setbacks and some surgery and I'm good to go, I mean, I want to go fishing, but I know I can't, (laughs) or let's say this, I probably shouldn't go. Um, but I'm gonna get one in pretty soon. So I'm feeling great actually. Yeah.
1: Well, good, David. You, uh, you took my phone call, uh, almost, you know, what two, three, two, three years ago. And, uh, didn't know who I was and I asked you to drive 70 miles to a Starbucks to record a podcast. And, uh, you got in your car, drove through the rain, to meet with me for 40 minutes to record a podcast. And I'm, uh, I'm forever grateful for it because if you didn't um, I would never get to have you in my corner. So um, I really appreciate
9: it. Well, I I appreciate that too. I mean, I think it's one of the um, uh, probably most ambitious things I've ever done is to drive somewhere and meet someone I don't know and then (laughs) share my life with them.
1: You know, what, 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 what was I thinking? Parents, (laughs) parents tell you not to, not to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, uh, thank you, my friend, uh, Andy Townsend, Andy, uh, you have worked with me for the last 15 years. Um, hi, hi back to you. Oh, you try, oh, you got some sort of mobile blue screen. You're finally figuring out how to make that work. It's like a halo. It's great. Um, Andy is a guy that I go to for a, a smile, uh, an argument, a comment, but, uh, always, uh supportive of me and it supported every silly idea I've had over the last 15 plus years. And I appreciate it. Uh, Marissa, I've known for God forever, right? it's been a long, long time. And, uh, I'm just glad that I saw the card that you hand wrote. It's a Ron McCulley, a Ron McCulley thing. You wrote, wrote a card and put it sent it to the villain. They put it on the wall to, uh, to learn about the journey that you're on and the optimism and positivity that you share. And the difference that you make, not, not just for your house, but for everybody that's having the challenges that you have. It's, it's amazing. I, I don't know that I, I, could, I could do that uh, the way that you have. Um, Santa Claus. Everybody on this call can now say that they know Santa Claus. Santa Claus, most people don't know this. Um, I literally cold called him. He's a t- city councilor in North Pole, Alaska. And I was going to Fairbanks, which is like 20 miles away. I'm like, hey, dude, you got to do this podcast with me. I haven't done but two episodes outside my peach tree, and I'm tired of listening to myself, so everybody else must be. And uh, took a little bit of poking and prodding, but Santa Claus met with me. We did the podcast, and uh, he taught me a lot, and he, he educated me on the 3 million homeless and foster uh, children that we have in the United States today. And we've, we started a program that uh, we're giving $3 of every shirt to foster and homeless charities um in the country we've given um uh, well tally up everything when we donated t-shirts and um my, money finances we've given over $25,000 in 2 years to groups like the Fairbanks Youth Advocate School on Wheels um Camp Southern Ground we donated outside of the school uh, outside there was a families that lost uh parents um for the Jarheads Motorcycle Club that lost seven motorcycle riders, we did $3,000 to them um, and SMA, And and none of that would have been possible collectively with everything if Santa hadn't answered the phone when I called. And now every time my phone rings and it says Santa Claus, uh, I get some additional street credit depending
8: on who's, who's around me. Also recently you did Board 6, I believe. So yeah. to you and Amy and uh, also to Danny and Chance. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to share a blessing with everybody yep. as close, uh, on this Zoom. Absolutely. Center. May you and your loved ones, especially children, enjoy lifetimes that are filled with happiness, peace, good health, prosperity, and most of all, love, which is the greatest gift.
1: Thank you, Santa. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Peach. Uh, We got a couple more here. Ty Newberry. If you look at Ty Newberry's background screen, Ty is one of the most phenomenal humans. Uh, He is the executive director for the DuPont Ice Arena in Ward 6, Washington, D.C. He's also the guy that let me drive a Zamboni. So you can put all the other side. He's an Olympic hockey coach. He's all these great things. He let me drive the Zamboni. So that puts him right at the the top of the tier. Uh, on experiences or close to it, but Ty has uh, they, they train over three thousand uh, people into uh, kids and young adults figure skating, speed skating, hockey. The first African American speed skater uh, to be in the United States Olympics trained at Fort Dupont Ice Arena, and Ty has become an amazing friend. And Ty is actually wear my shirt money uh, for the foreseeable future, and hopefully for the for forever at this point because. If you've never been to Ward Six, it's a tough place, and he's doing amazing work. And I want to contribute as much as I can. Um, and we're working on some programs there. So thank you, Ty, and thank you for your friendship, Brian Andreco, Blue uh, Blue Snowball Guy. Uh, Brian has just get started podcast. Just did his hundredth podcast in two plus years. Amazing human. He gave nights, weekends, holidays, time behind the scenes My podcasts. A lot of them are very. Um you know, simple. They don't get edited. They don't have a lot of work. He puts a ton into his, but if it wasn't for him showing me the way I wouldn't know the way. And I would have never had this podcast. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of his hard work, help and encouragement. That's done that. Um, so thank you, Brian. Scott V. Carpenter looking serious. Uh, Scott, I talked to for 5,748 days straight. Uh, I talked to him more, on a daily basis than just about anybody in my life outside of my house. And, uh, other than I think twice, he's never gotten frustrated with me and both times it was his fault. Um, but I appreciate and love you for always answering my call and, uh, and being there for me. Uh, this guy, uh, Aaron Ralston, anybody that doesn't know who Aaron Ralston is, give everybody a wave, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do it, my man. Aaron Ralston is uh, the real life 127 hours. He uh, removed his own arm. Uh, he also was crazy enough to become one of my uh, most dearest and closest friends in my life. Um, that I just care so much about and have become uh, someone that I that I go to and 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 just cherish our friendship. And he was uh, silly enough to challenge me to climb a 14er with him. And um, I made it to what 13. 5. I'm going to say 137 cuz I like to round up. Um but Aaron's climbed all 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado by himself in the winter and now he's about halfway done with uh with uh, you halfway done or he might as well be all done with this covid stuff you can go by yourself. I mean, no better time to do a solo act than now, right? Yeah, for the ski descents <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, is there still snow out there?
3: Yeah, plenty, but uh, we're we're all trying to be responsible for the first responders to not get any uh, you know unnecessary rescues headed out into the backcountry. So yeah, just uh, just, don't bring, down.
1: just don't bring me with you. You're fine.
3: Buddy. No, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah. Staving off the, the corona before it was cool. <laughs>
6: yeah, I've been shaking hands for years now. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so there you go. That's how you prevent coronavirus. Just make yeah, sure it's yeah, the, yeah, make yeah, just, sure it's <laughs> the right arm and not the left. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. The jokes we could the jokes we could tell. We gotta get you back to get the, get you to the top still. So yeah. take care of I'm not done. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Lee Prevo. Lee, you are uh someone that I have learned a lot from over the years. Uh quietly you've uh so many times been there in the corner for me and um you know I can remember um one time that I asked that I put something out to a group of people for some help and support and you were the first one to uh to step up to the challenge and you've always been there uh trying to look out and help you know help others and make a difference in your friendship over the last number of years while we grew the grew the dude was pretty pretty amazing. So thanks for always being in my corner. Actually you weren't always in my corner. There were times that I had to call Scott that you had to talk to him about me and I, I straightened myself out. So I appreciate you being in my corner for the last foreseeable number of years. Uh, Eddie Slokowski uh, who was in a hardware store or where Oh no you're getting baby food. Um hundred and eighty ninth, Eddie. 169th. 169th. See I don't want to screw that up. <laughs> I've gone through forty I've gone through forty some odd people and I don't want to screw up a number. Eddie is the, well. the 169th Eddie's the one hundred and sixty ninth under four minute mile runner and was introduced from a mutual friend, Sam Glenn. Never met him before from Chicago. And uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I got to meet you, Peach. And we ended up having dinner at Davio's one night, uh, watched him speak, and just thought he was this amazing inspiration and someone that's making a difference in countless lives, sharing his stories. And if you haven't checked him out, check him out on YouTube. He does one of these amazing dance routines where he goes through like 60 dances in 10 minutes <laughs> with all sorts of different dances. But in the last four of our, last four or five months in our friendship, being a public speaker has been one of the most challenging jobs. Aaron, Eddie, myself, um, it's, it's our, 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 our lives are talking to people and we can't be around them. It makes it tough. And Eddie's been so supportive and uh, motivational to me to keep me, uh, keep me grounded from going crazy at times. So uh, appreciate you, my friend.
7: <laughs>
1: Winding it down, last row, Karen Newman, Director of Eastern Chamber of Commerce. Karen had me come speak to the chamber for business leaders award dinner, where I got to uh, speak after a friend of mine, Jason Bourne received an award who was on the podcast two weeks ago. Her tireless work right now, I'm doing as best effort I can as a daily podcast for local businesses to support each other and to share positive stories and the differences that make Karen has gotten all, but I think two of the people locally. She is constantly sending me text messages of different businesses and different people that I need to talk to and I need to get on the podcast. So Karen, keep it up. Um, Hope you like the flip-flops. I didn't even get the prototype. I got to talk to Chris after that. Um, Darcy. Darcy is a director at the YMCA here, Hockamock YMCA, um, which is an amazing facility, but more important than that. Uh, they're making an, a huge impact and difference on those that are in need right now. They have uh, drop-offs for clothing and food and and supplying the basic needs and the needs of families that are in need, and uh, it's much more than just a membership club with a pool. They are really uh, the fabric of the community that's really making a difference for so many for all the hard work you're doing, and uh, I've joined the Board of Governors uh, five months ago, and I've been to one meeting, and she's been very understanding of my attendance so uh i'm here for six months but we can't see each other so um we'll see what happens after that pat b uh doing flight control with his headset looks i don't know if you're playing Fortnite, landing a 757 or what you got going on but uh pat is uh pat is 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 someone that just uh has always made me laugh and smile. He was a go-to guy for me when we started with the dude and we couldn't have people stay in hotel rooms. I stayed on his couch when I flew down to North Carolina, we spent countless uh, nights and, and weeks and weekends and time together and just being uh, great friends. And it's been great to see that uh, we've been able to continue this since 1996 uh, Scott Carpenter and Pat uh, have, we've been together working together for uh, 25 years so uh thanks for making it brother i appreciate it and uh hope hope you win whatever fight you're playing we're getting there yeah ed rosich second to last ed uh ed drove cross country thursday to saturday to get to california um uh, ed is uh, the successor ceo to dude solutions uh, came on. My last day traveling uh, before Chance was born was October 31st, 2017. Ed's first day was November 1st, 2017. So when you're going off uh, line for a little bit and you have a new CEO, you might get a little nervous. But uh, I read his book, A Solid Handshake, and realized uh, with some correspondence that he's a pretty solid dude, uh, pretty straightforward, uh, no BS, and just been an absolute amazing uh, human to work for, uh, to work with. And uh, he has quietly supported just about every single initiative. Um, whether it was coming up short or something was going on, you've always asked how you can help. You've been on the podcast four or five times, ultra marathon runner. Um, listen to the podcast. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it, you've made a huge impact on on me and on Be Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Eddie shifted. I'm not doing two, Eddie. You're just getting one. Um, Sam Godfrey can't see you, but that's okay. Sam, uh, her, uh, grandfather Herb is the guy that I talked about and I didn't recognize your mom. And I'm sorry. I think I've only met her once or My twice. Grandma. And your, your grandmother. I'm sorry. Your, gra- <laughs> your, sorry, your grandmother Herb's wife. She's um, but she probably doesn't walk around in her socks. So that's the, that's <laughs> the, the memorable side of things. But Sam and her family are entrepreneurial. They are, she was one of my first, I think she was my first, you were my first Easton podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. So Sam was my first Easton podcast. She works for her, her dad's, um, shop where they were actually servicing vehicles and picking the, they, they opted to pick up vehicles with a, uh, with a tow truck so that you didn't have to go and drop your car off. And she is, her, she and her family have stayed so Uh, dedicated to taking care of people that are essential to make sure that their cars are running and doing everything they can potentially had a loss, uh, but to keep everybody going with things. And uh, she was a phenomenal start to this local, local initiative. Um, So appreciate you taking the time. Um, There's a couple of, uh, a couple of questions have come up uh, over this. I don't know how they go to everyone or not everyone. So, um, what motivated me to originally start the Be Awesome initiative? Uh, great question. I started. Um, I had a. I had a pretty reputable. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a moderately okay salesperson, and I had a really, what I thought, great salesperson call me and asked me to interview me um, in January. And I talked about my what I felt was my success in sales as as making sure that you care. You have to. You have to care about what you do. You have to care about the people that you provide to. You have to care. And I kept saying care. And uh, about a week later, I read an article with that salesperson's name on it. That was basically verbatim what I said. Um, but instead of care, it said act as if you care. And it was basically a promotion that anybody can be a salesperson and selling is one of the hardest jobs in the world for, for anybody. And I get so frustrated and Amy and I were having a glass of wine or six and, um, at, uh, at some point she says, you know, you're really upset. What are you, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to write a book and, uh, and it's going to be for salespeople. And she says, what's well, going to be called? And I just quickly said, if you don't care, you don't count. And she's like, wow, that's a title silly enough to work and you should get with it. Well, you got to remember, I took me five years to graduate high school. I dropped out of college, still have a passed English comp too. I'm, I'm, I'm not a writer um, but I started writing and I was going through this whole process and I was getting frustrated because everything I was writing was insulting the reader, the reader that I was hoping to get, trying to tell them the importance of bashing them in the head with the importance of that they need to care and they're being silly. And, um, one morning in June, I got a phone call and, uh, she said, Peach, you've been wearing the shirt. Uh, I got it. You should call it. Be awesome. The essential elements to kicking ass. And that was going to be the title of the book. Um, and I thought it was great. Started a business, did all of the business licensing, did all this stuff, got a call, you got to start a podcast. So I started a podcast. Then all of a sudden, the word of mouth of speaking, public speaking started to take place and just was ridiculously busy. And the book is in, uh, been in a hiatus, slow, like my dictaphone has got like 27, 28 hours worth of stuff on it, but I don't, can't put it in words. Dictaphone Ralston, I see your face getting excited. This is great, right? Nobody knows what a dictaphone is. It's a recording device, it's great. You speak into it, so you don't have to do it into your phone, um, but it's got a lot of work to do. But the, the, the inertia and the momentum and everything and the great people that I've gotten to be a part of and to be at the events and the things that I've gotten to do um, took, took priority. And uh, so that's how it started um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an, it's an evolution. Um, I will say that, uh, March 16th, I had the worst hundred hours, not the worst 127 hours, but the worst hundred hours where every event that I had booked through almost October, uh, is canceled. So I'm now a t-shirt salesman, uh, for be awesome, which is great. Uh, it's, it's fun. And I'll share that as I close out with the update with that, but that's, that's how it got started. Uh, Brian Andrako, I think you have a love for Steve the rooster. He is still alive. He has no tail feathers. We currently have six roosters, which I'm trying to get rid of six of them. Um, but we, uh, he is, he's been getting, he's been getting uh, the tar kicked out of him a little bit, but he still, he still crows 24-7. Uh, we still got to do that shirt. I, even if I do just one for you, we got to do it. Uh, the Jeep is running. Question is what's going on with the Jeep. Jeep's running. It's got a lot of work done to it. It should be done by the time Danny's 16 or 17 or however old you need to be to get a license uh, nowadays. Uh, Steve is not social distancing, uh, anything but. And uh, Yogi is uh, actually will attack us in the morning, which is nice. Um, um, thank you, Neil. Uh, and let's see uh, Les, I'm in Annapolis after this pandemic. I want to drive the Zamboni, but only with peach in the seat beside me. Uh, Ty, I hope we can make that happen. I, uh, I think that'd be a good time. Uh, Greg James, like Thelma and Louise, Eddie, amazing people. Thank you. Um, Danny, you keep answering questions for me. Um, how does it feel? How's it feel now that Brady's gone? Thank you. Um, it, uh, Tom Brady was an amazing player asset to the the Patriots. Reality is uh, last five years, I don't think I've watched four whole games. I love the organization and what they represent. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think Robert Kraft actually has one of Chris Mills flags uh, that uh, that was delivered a couple of weeks ago. I think that they are a phenomenal organization. I think they're going to be okay. I think Tom Brady's going to be okay. Um, But I think people's anger and what they say and the frustration they have is more out of, of missing him because he was—he's a great person. Uh, thank you, Isabel. Great to see you. Uh, thank you for the screenshots. Um, so, uh, this I'm going to call the last minute of anybody that wants to say something. I know there was one or two or three people that wanted to either ask a question uh, themselves or just say something. So, I'm going to do an open mic and then close this out. And I really appreciate you guys giving me an hour. I was hoping to do this in 30 minutes, but I just got motivated to see all your faces to let you know how much, uh, how much you mean to me and how much you're a part of the be awesome family. Anybody?
7: Hey Josh, I'd just like to say that um, uh,
6: this motivated me today. You know, I haven't done a lot of things like other people on, you know, having disarmed bombs or dealt with uh, a child or, a lot of things today that, that I've heard, you know, saved your life. Um, or I had to cut my arm off, Aaron, but, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of things on here when you think you got it bad and you're sitting at home by yourself and, and you hear these stories and what people do. Um, what you're doing would be awesome. Uh, it helps a lot of people. So keep it up, brother. Just wanted to tell you thanks.
1: Thanks. I love you and miss you, brother. Hey, peace. I
6: just
1: Oh, I just, go ahead, Lee. Oh.
2: I just would also say that I thought Danny showed extremely great restraint to the direct questions that Josh was asking him, <laughs> and you know all that time home alone with Josh. And I think you're just a fine, upstanding, uh, polite young man. Thank you. Yeah. Josh totally agree with Cart. Yes. For the-
1: no, appreciate you, Lee. Thank you. Uh Danny's Danny does a good job. He is he's he's got it figured out at 13. These kids are smarter than us a real real lot quicker in life. So every, someone every someone one of
6: every one of the guests that you've had, Josh, uh as I've listened to the podcast, I've felt like I've gotten to know them a little bit, even though um I I haven't met most of you other than than just on this uh on this Zoom call. But um You've all helped raise the bar and, and bring um, whatever I'm doing, whether it's in business with my family and my personal life, professional life, up to a higher level, having heard about your story. So I really appreciate uh, getting to know every one of you through the Be Awesome podcast.
3: Thank you all. Thanks, Rick.
1: So, Josh, I just, so, like Josh, I
3: just wanted pod- to say that I don't know many people that could put together a group like this and get us all in one spot i think someone made the comment amazing people but you're the orchestra you're the orchestrator here you you're conducting the orchestra you put it all together and um i i just can't say enough good things about you buddy no
1: i, I appreciate you Paul and, and thanks for thanks for taking such good care of me all these years and, and you know one one of the things i thought about was if what if these same 44 people were in a train station would they've talked to each other and uh and and you guys did and you all have amazing stories and that's the reality is everybody's got a story um it's how we share it so uh jay you've been trying to chime in like four times so i'm going to tell everybody jay's
9: next no no problem thanks i i just wanted to say thanks for the positivity man it's uh it's just great stuff all the podcasts you know you learn from listening that everybody has had either a mentor or somebody that they really looked up to that helped them through the way, whether it was a lieutenant, you know, uh, from the police force. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just great to get, there's a lot of bad news out there. Let's have some positivity. And it's, it's really good. I really appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Jay. Josh is, uh, it's the one? I
7: was gonna, gonna share real quick that, uh, Nope.
1: Yeah. Who's that, Eddie? My, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Can I, yeah, am go
7: I talking? Ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to share that uh, this this morning I was up at four thirty with my four month old Molly, and uh, kind of down lately a little bit, and 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 on the news I flipped the channel and i came in the doctor about the before and it was in our world and and we know this but there is a joy and a bliss to be found within the suffering and it's uh, i think that's what you're offering and what you're bringing to people's lives so i appreciate you i know we haven't known each other long but i admire who you are as a person and everybody on here I, amazing people is an understatement and i'm just proud to be uh Part of it,
1: and it's been a, a good day. So thanks. We're just getting started, my brother. Chris, you get disconnected, cut off.
3: Welcome back. Who cool, me? Yeah. Is uh Rostich around? Or did he jump ship? Mm,
1: I can't tell. Uh, looks like he might have jumped ship. Must have known you were going to talk. Oh well. He le- he left a note a little while ago. He left. Yeah, so listen to the recording.
3: So, well, this is a kind of a a story that it involves Ed, but it is completely based around Be Awesome. And Ed and I met, what, two years ago or a year ago? Uh, Josh brought him over to the shop. Uh, Ed wanted to just see how he made the flags and everything like that. And about uh, three or four weeks later, Ed... um, I I got a check in the mail for you know I forget what it was four hundred and twenty five dollars maybe and and which is roughly the cost of a flag. Any any he, he said I want you to give this to a deserving veteran. I'm a veteran and I want to pay it forward. And as a result of that, um, and be awesome. And this, this is this is definitely about be awesome right now. This is not about anything else. <clears throat> but but you know Shovel Town flag. We've donated over forty one flags in the past. 23, 24 months, um, you know, we've paid it forward to vets, um, various charity organizations, and it is solely because of, yeah, I believe he's Josh's boss, um, Ed Rostich, something that he started unwillingly, but as a spawn from be awesome. And I, I think we can all, um, and far be it for me to be corny or serious because I really never pass up a chance to shit on Josh, but it. It, um, this thing that we have going here, I I feel like I know everyone, and uh, I think, um, sorry, uh, I I think it's really uh, a positive thing that we're spreading. So, I just wanted to put that out there. I wish Ed were here, I'd plan on thanking him for it, but I'll have to send him an email or what have you. Must have been choking on your seltzer. (laughs)
9: <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I'm up. I, I just wanted to say a couple of things about Peach. Um, not, only, not only, you know, he talks about how transformative our meeting was, but on my side, um, he's made a huge impact in my life. Um, he he kind of took me under his wings a little bit. And he set such a great example on how to do some things that I was venturing out into. And uh, his story inspired me. And having been through some of the things I've been through, I'm not easily inspired. But I will tell you, this Zoom call has got me so juiced up from all the stories and people winning in spite of difficulty. uh, People um, achieving in spite of adversity. Is just wonderful for me to, to see. Um, I'm grateful. I'm honored that we met in a noisy Starbucks restaurant. We didn't know if we could hear each other, but that didn't matter. And uh, I just am honored to be with all of you. Um, this is like a really big deal for me. So I want to thank all of you for what you do and Peach for just being the guy that you are, uh, because there's not very many like you. In fact, that you're the only peach there is. <laughs> and so uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you, sir.
1: Anybody else? We can We be playing Battleship, Dave. you just wondering if you want to unmute that thing or not. Drop more S-bombs. <laughs> well.
6: Hey, man, you've been an awesome part of uh, of my family now. And uh, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate and love you, dude. You're, you're an awesome guy, and I've definitely learned a lot from you. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. So, thank you. Love you, brother. And thank you for letting me be a part of this.
1: Well, thank you.
5: Hey, Peach. I just want to say thanks as well. Um, wish you and I could have met under uh, other circumstances, but. Either way, no matter how it was, I'm glad we met. I'm glad for everything that we've been through. And you've been a uh, a great inspiration and, and part of my life since we met. So thanks for everything you do.
1: Love you, brother. Well, Danny, what do you have now? Boiling water. You just keep finding stuff, man. Well, I think we're going to we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to share uh, my two year uh, update with be awesome and where we're going. Um, Speaking stopped. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's probably going to be the end of the year before it starts reading a lot of negative stuff and uh, thinking about my life and, and uh, why I do things and a lot of the reasons why I do things. And one of the things that I think about is my grandfather that everybody hears about. And uh, they came here from Madeira in 1966 to build a better life. And the opportunity was for them to work in factories and manufacture things. Uh, my grandfather worked at Brockton Tool, which was a shoe molding company. My grandmother worked in a factory in Brockton. And a couple of weeks ago, I saw that, uh, um, you know, we're, we're approaching or going to get to 30 million unemployed Americans. And uh, I thought about, how ridiculous that is to have such amazing talent and amazing people, amazing spaces, um, an amazing entrepreneurial spirit that, uh, there's no reason why I should be selling mugs made in China or shirts made in Honduras or Costa Rica, even though they're magnificent fabric and great quality shirts and fair market um, um, pay. Um, and we do our best to make sure that everybody's treated fairly but uh, as of ju- j- June 28th, I think it is, um, regardless of what we have for inventory, everything will be 100% United States made, manufactured, and released. Nothing will go that has a Be Awesome label, which is trademarked, that will not have a Made in America uh, product to it. And uh, I'm committed to that forever. Um, and uh, we just put our first product out that is 100% manufactured, Made America, pre-release, Uh, which is a face covering. It's not a face mask that's filtered. It's on the website to shop for. Um, And it said that that's the first item that we have, but we're going to be transitioning to 100% made in America. And the other thing we're going to be doing, and we're going to do all this at an incremental cost to us with a minimal cost passed on to um, consumers. Um, We're also going to do 100% recyclable or compostable shipping materials. So we are not going to be using any plastics or any products, oil-based products, products, we're gonna be moving to um, soy-based ink, we're going to be moving to uh, 100% recycled plastic shipping mailers, and we're gonna to go to compostable pl- uh, cardboard. I'm working with a company right now out of Colorado that provides those which were said could never be done and they figured out how to do it. So we're gonna work hard to do our little part. If I can keep one more person employed in the United States and if we can preserve one more tree or preserve some more natural resources for that 13-year-old hot pocket holder uh, up in the, my top corner, um, we're going to make a difference. And if I go out of business doing it, I'm I'm willing to do that and not compromise the quality and the product that we can do here in the United States. So you guys are the first ones to hear it. First batch of masks, uh, face coverings, I guess is what we got to call them. Going to go out the week of the 17th. And I've got a couple hundred great shirts left that I'm going to uh, deplete my inventory with. And then once that's done, we're doing our first order, and the quality is going to be even better because we made in America, and uh, that that's because of the things that we all do together. So um, that's the be awesome update. We're going to keep doing these podcasts. Anybody that's listening to this doesn't care. I don't care where you are. If you got a story and you've listened to all of these people, um, reach out to me. I want to share with the world all the amazing people. I want everyone to be at a train station together and be willing to talk to each other and know that everyone is in something. Uh, We're not all in the same boat, but we're all in a boat, and we all got to figure out how to work through this thing. So um, I I love all of you. You've all touched my heart in a a very special way. And uh, even the ones that I've just met, um, you know, Baltazar and Mark um, and Donna, I appreciate everything that you guys have done in such a short amount of time. And uh, I'm always in your corner. And you'll forever be a part of the Be Awesome family. So I appreciate you guys giving an hour and 18 minutes of your day to me and to uh, Be Awesome Nation. And this will be on YouTube in uh, hopefully a few minutes. It'll probably take a while to download. So uh, that'll do it from the Be Awesome headquarters here. We're going to get to work and uh, get some new stuff going. And uh, just appreciate all of you for doing this. This is something that was really cool, and I didn't think I could pull it off. Thank you.
2: Bye, everyone. (laughs) Nice work.
1: Bye-bye. Take everybody. care, everybody. Bye. Take care. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Thanks, Thank Josh. Josh. Yeah, Josh. Thank you. Oh, and in comes the little one. <laughs> I'm sure it's optional. <laughs>